listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from Red Hook, Brooklyn. In this here photo that I've enclosed, this is my back, this is my backyard. This is my, it's looking out my back door. I'm just sitting here in that cuspy time of September as I'm looking towards October. And there's a lot going on, folks. A little haggard. I just came back from a, a really beautiful time in Scotland. Thank you for all your well-wishing. I got home safe. Uh, it was wonderful to be in Germany. I'm back. I'm working. I've jumped into it. And in my last post, I discussed the fact that I'm absolutely <laughs> tired of feeling funky and I'm going to a nutritionist. So I went to the nutritionist today because, okay, let me back up. The reason that I'm going to a nutritionist is because I'm tired of trying to figure it out myself and I'm tired of failing all the time. So I want to talk to somebody. Like, how do I do this? If I'm traveling all the time, and last week, noon was noon, and next week when I'm traveling to the West Coast, there's literally a three, there's a nine-hour difference. If you're going to do intermittent fasting, which is not not eating till noon, and then not eating after six, which people really stand behind, then when is noon? If noon might be a completely different time for you. If you're in California or you're in Berlin... Noon, noon, you might wake up and your brain is like noon, but your body still doesn't recognize noon. So how do I have structure with this stuff? I'm sick of trying to figure it out by myself and failing. So I, I got an appointment with a nutritionist. I had a very uncomfortable situation at the local Brooklyn low-income clinic or whatever. <laughs> I know the obvious answer is like, why don't you get some better insurance? But it is what it is. Um... It can be helpful for certain things, but yeah, the nutritionist, the guy screwed up. She was there yesterday, and I had to go today, and she wasn't there, so I have to go next week, and I'm just frustrated. I'm excited, though. I want to take this on. I want to go to cross-training and, and go to CrossFit and get this going. That all said, I just woke up and did my itinerary today, and I just found out, much to my chagrin, I am leaving for a month. I am gone the entirety of October. I guess you could say these are first world problems, you know. But God, man, I really want to hunker down. So I think I'm going to give it my best. And maybe that's what's happened is every time I try to give it my best effort, I'm leaving the next week. So I'm not complaining, but I am frustrated. Next week, I am, my bike is shipping off and sorry, in the next less than two weeks, I will be traveling to Denver and onward to Minneapolis. In Minneapolis, I'll be going to California. In California, I'll be growing up the coast. And then after that, I will be um, coming back. And then I'm touring. I'm going to Mexico City. I'm playing in Mexico, which is a life dream. And then I'm going on tour in, uh, in Vietnam, which is a really great offer and I'm really excited to do it. I'm just, <laughs> I got to tell you, man, I've just got my head around. I'm excited. I'm excited to get healthy and I'm, just, I'm traveling more than ever. And I'm, I say that is like, I'm not, I'm not, 
you know, I'm not trying to like dig for like kudos or anything. I'm really like at the point I'm like, shit. And Bridget just told me like, this is your life, man. Like it's either work in an office or this. <laughs> so take your pick. And I, I admire people that work in offices. I was always really bad at it. So yeah, that's going on. Um, okay, let's move on. Don't, I'm not giving up on this. I'm still pursuing this, but I think we're going to have to figure out how to do this on the road. And my, I have rescheduled my appointment for next week. Moving on. Now, nutritionist out, diet out. Let's talk a little bit about the album. All right. So I've completed two videos, as I told you, and a lot of other footage. And I've just been discussing with a friend of mine, um, Eric, and actually a, another friend of mine that I recorded with named Joe. And we're discussing basically everybody's saying that albums are a bad idea. And I really see where they're coming from because what the in, what happened in the industry, the way it used to be, is you used to put together a, a record and you would have a video and you would um, you'd figure out your month of release. And what you'd do is 90 days before, you would start doing press and you'd have like exclusives, you know, um, Vimeo or, um, sorry, Vivo, or YouTube would be airing your video, um, album premiere, video premiere, and you do a bunch of press. And what they try to do is they try to string together A, B, and C press outlet, um, magazine, a BBC in studio, and you kind of, or, or a KXP or whatever. You start doing this stuff and you kind of string it together. And then the, um, the press kind of starts coming in and trickling in. And, and pretty soon you've got this kind of like really compelling case that you're making towards the public that like you should, in fact, check out this record. And you should, in fact, come and see this show. And this is the way it's always worked. It works with films the same way. People do press tours, press junkets. They get behind their album. And what's happening is that blogs are going down because advertising space isn't lucrative any longer because Spotify has sucked up a lot of the listenership of the world. 76% of people, I think, are listening to music through Spotify in this country. So that means you know, ad space and so on of blogs, it just turns into a lot of work for not a lot of uh, return. And it's sort of subjective return, right? So they, people like Vice and Pitchfork would kind of play the cool game and they would shit on people or they would tout people or champion people and they would kind of get an unsaid credit for doing so or discovering people and they would wear this hat as purveyor and tastemaker of the world and uh, overseer of the underground. And when we find a diamond that's rich enough and dynamic enough, we are going to grab that underground diamond and we're going to bring it to the masses. Here is this underground beautiful thing that we found. We will be synonymous with this band. This will propel us forward in our career, offering us credibility. We will be a lighthouse and a beacon for the masses. People will come to us and we will be the tastemakers. We will be the elite. We will be in this small group and we are the movers and shakers. We make things happen in this industry and we are credible. That's the way everyone used to look at it. Now, blogs are kind of like, yeah, I don't want to do all this work. Like, uh, there's there's no one policing fact-checking. There's no one policing, like, if things are written in earnest or they're fair or honest or if they, my name's Billy McCafferty or not. They just write shit. 
and there and basically the next day a new tweet comes out and it's all forgotten, right? So we started really seeing kind of the the beginning of like kind of Twitter and and social media like crimes or or or, or evil um, or ne'er do wells or evil doers or or bad guys. So Ryan Adams kind of crossed over and became like a bad guy, right? So we've got we've got this kind of like third digital dimension and things are really changing. So what I'm saying is that when Spotify started sucking up a lot of the listenership, it changed everything in advertising as well. So we're seeing things really shift to basically the financiers, i.e. the labels and so on, the people who are backing bands and, and helping fund them, they're backing off because people aren't buying records anymore. And here I come with a record I've been working on for 11 months and I'm like, Okay, I'm walking into an absolute dogfight. Like, I am walking in the middle of a dogfight. And what Death Cab for Cutie is doing, Johnny Marr is doing, Noel Gallagher is doing, is people are starting to release a collection, a series of EPs. And why? Why is this an option that people are looking at, like, really legitimately taking seriously now? And what it is is because this fast-moving... Um, we saw with the Me Too movement, right? Like we saw people really get examined and sort of tried um, and convicted like online. And it was very damning. Colin Kaepernick, like the, uh, it, this swung the other way with the Obama administration, like getting him in office. Like there is a power behind the Internet. It's just unfortunately moving so fast and fluxing so hard that it's kind of hard to keep up. So if I was a financier, a backer or a label, I would be backing off, too. So that leaves all of us to sort of figure out how to finance it ourselves. And don't lie to yourself. All those deals that you see out there with like Sub Pop and like cool indie, indie labels, they're not giving shit. They're telling the artists like, you know, we'll take 50% of your masters and we'll put it out and you have to pay for it. So it's not kind of what it was. So we're moving forward in this EP theory is basically that rather than have one, the old way was this way that I told you you kind of get all the press kind of building around, swirling around the album, and then you go on tour, and it's almost like a box office weekend in film, right? It lives or dies by its opening week or opening weekend at the box office. So similar with an album, except that what I saw with our film and I see with other releases is that if people aren't really willing to do the press and PR people aren't really able to figure out this subjective science of getting... Um, getting press outlets to write about them, it's completely, once the laptop came into play, it's completely like an oversaturated market, right? Well, we have a real problem and that press is going to be more and more difficult to get. So if you're 21 and you're a uh, generation next uh, post-millennial kid that doesn't really care about press, you're just on your socials. You're just on social media. You don't care. I don't even think kids use Facebook anymore. It's all Instagram and Snapchat and so on. But if you're in this situation, it makes more sense to release more frequently. That's what I'm saying. It's like a Titanic. If you put a record out and no one hears it and you've put a lot of money into it, like I have, it goes out there, not much happens, and it sinks. And that was, how, did you enjoy your February belt? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, well, that was the end of your album campaign. <laughs> so I'm strongly taking a look at releasing four EPs throughout the year or doing a single a month or something like that, just because it would it will it will um, add it will add a lot more longevity to my efforts of touring and my efforts of being kind of like active. It's funny how. 
you know, an, an artist will come in like Billie Eilish. She's actively or Adele's actively like supporting this record. She's on TV. You see her around. She's headlining at festivals. And then people are inactive. They kind of go off and disappear like Radiohead always does. So anyway, I'm looking at this right now and I'm not really opposed to it. I think it actually could be cool. I brought this up on my Patreon in my onward group and I've talked to people everyone's kind of like I like albums but I understand I mean it's a really great point people want vinyl vinyls if there's a long waiting list to make vinyl it's not a, something that happens in two weeks like you really I think there was like a eight eight to ten week waiting period to get vinyl so these things all have to be considered as I go forward, and these are the things that I don't have to figure out. So, again, going into like a, a bracket of block of health, I am leaving for a month, <laughs> and I'm figuring this shit out. I had such a good time in Germany. I was sitting there, and I'm playing, and I'm looking there like, this is so mellow. There's something about, there's parts of Europe, a lot of Europe actually, is actually really chilled out in the summer the heat is bearing down and everyone's just kind of like moves a little slower everything's closed on sunday you can hear the crickets out in the grass you sit there and the moon's just above you you're drinking some interesting wine that you've never had before and it's just like a lovely experience it's been quite a run man um all like the, the kind of the traveling and the, the new orleans Remember when I got evacuated out of there, right into the South America thing, right into Europe, and then here I am, and now I'm going to Mexico and Vietnam, and um, just done with Scotland and everything, and so these are really good problems to have, man, um, and I'm figuring them all out. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, as always, you know, I think what I want to start doing, I'm going to put a little more work into my podcast, because I want to start doing, answering questions from you guys. So around the world, wherever you are, just know that you can write me on Facebook and you can reach out and for any kind of questions you want me to answer in the podcast, I'll try to circle around to them. Um, I'm really enjoying this, guys. I, I feel like the podcast, I want to kind of branch out into sort of an hour-long radio show. And I'm trying to figure out how to do so. So if anyone has any idea how I can run, turn my podcast, or alternatively do a, a separate altogether podcast... And have it like a pirate radio show, like an onward pirate radio. I think that would be amazing. I know that, that that's tricky, though. There's the FCC and it's so, and so on, like you need rights for people's music. So check this out. Why can't I just stream what goes in my earphones because my podcast is free? Why can't I just put those Spotify songs on my podcast? I'm not selling it. And people do it to me. <laughs> people play my shit and don't pay me. So why can't I have access to some songs? Um, apparently it's totally illegal. But people play my stuff all the time and, and grab it. I just... Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I don't understand. It's sort of like, well, there's always kind of rules, right? And then there's always kind of like the way the world really works. So... I'm taking a look at it. I would like to do a pirate radio show. If anybody has thoughts or ideas and wants to direct message me, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And you can write info at williammccarthy.org. And I'm here. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for coming along. I'm going back to the doctor next week. The guy screwed it up. Um, also, lastly, real weird racial moment today. So the doctor, I'm in there, and, you know, I'm... 
I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The, the clinic's completely black and, and Latino. And I actually like that. It's like near the public houses. And it's cool. It's just like it literally is how the other half half is living. It's it's a really great counterbalance to like all the affluence that I constantly bitching complain about. So I appreciate being there. And I appreciate I, I'm not meek. I don't cower. I walk right through there and I'm kind. I look people in the eye. I appreciate that I'm there. I appreciate that they're there. So I go there and the doctor tells me like, oh, the nutritionist, sorry. Yeah, she's not here, Bill. Come next week. She's a great lady. She's she's white lady. She's great. And like, just had to like insert that in there, which is kind of odd because it was almost like if he's, he was saying, because she's a white lady, she's even greater or this like something little heads up. She's a white lady. You're going to really like her. I was like, what the fuck is this? We can't say shit like, however, though, if your friend's ex-girlfriend's now dating a black dude, that's definitely going to be mentioned. Yeah, Samantha, I don't know, she's going out with this black guy. You wouldn't say, yeah, she's going out with this you know, German Irishman. Or you, it, it's just, yeah, I kind of got a little taste of white people's medicine and it wasn't too fucking nice. So I'm calling that out, a little racial bump there, a little speed bump in the road. I caught it, I flagged it, I bagged it, I tagged it, I'm not into it. And I'm letting it all out. And breathe. And pause for editing. Weird racial comments. Step back. You are not welcome here, racism. All right, folks. It's enough of my wacky podcast. I'm going to go ahead and look out my window. Ooh, looking out my back door. Really out of tune that one was. You've been listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from Red Hook, Brooklyn. Love you guys. Dark and dusty, the road is kind of rough. And a good road is wedded, boys, it ain't far off. Trail of trouble, the roads of battles, paths of victory, we shall walk. Bad.